Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. From Academy Award-winning filmmakers Chai Vassarelli, as well as Jimmy Chin, The Rescue Chronicles, the enthralling and against-all-odds story, a trend fixed the world in 2018, the daring rescue of 12 boys and their coach from deep inside a cave in northern Thailand. Wow. It, and this is, there's so much more, and we're going to get into it. The film, again, is called The Rescue, and uh, we're joined today by the directors, co-directors of the film, Chai Basarelli, as well as Jimmy Chin. To both of you, welcome back to Film School Radio. Thank you for having us. It's so nice to be here. Thanks. Uh, thank you. I mean, we all heard the story. We all, with the time it was happening in real time and the drama around it and so much uncertainty, it pulled the whole world into it. When you decided you wanted to go out and explore this further, did you have, did you know from what point that you, you needed to make a film about this. Um, I'll start. I'll start with you, Chai. I think, like like many people around the world, like we were actually riveted by the story while it was happening. You know, both as parents and as just people looking for some relief from the political situation at the time. And you know, the highs, the lows. It just was very vivid for us. And. You know, I think it, it, like again, as parents, but it's also like no coincidence we own, we have we not own we have two Asian children too. I, I would say like even at that moment we understood it's one of the great stories about coming together and like what defines us as humans yeah. um, of our time. Well, Jimmy, in terms of you make a decision, you're going to see what you can do to explore this story further, pull together a team of people, however all that works. I can't imagine there weren't a lot of other people who wanted to tell this story or wanted to try and make a documentary film, or maybe there weren't. But how do you how do you start a project like this in terms of what's your first what's your first um, production decision or what is your your first outreach? How do you how do you start something like? That? Well, I mean, first in terms of how we kind of decide to make films. I mean, Chai and I, you know, have varying interests and are curious and interested in a lot of different things. Uh, many of those overlap, but some of them are, you know, different gazes on things. So when there's like a perfect intersection of a story that has all the elements that we're interested in and passionate about um, that we are really moved by, you know, that's that's really kind of how we we chose this film and 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 chose the story. But in terms of production, I mean, there were so many different challenges. Uh, I mean, there's always some sort of big challenge in every film that you work on, whether it's, you know, some of the more obvious challenges of making Free Solo or Meru. This one had a lot of different challenges where, um, you know, there was hardly any known footage inside the cave. You know, there was like great and tons of coverage outside of the cave. Um, I don't know if I'd say great. Well, news coverage, Ample. right, right, <laughs> news coverage. Um, so we understood that there had to be kind of this very deep investigative journalist side, of, journalism side of this where 
we had to piece together just what actually happened, what 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 really happened, um, because there are so many different perspectives and so many different points of view. Uh, and then there was, you know, kind of gathering whatever we could of anything that we could find inside the cave, which was very, very little. And then in order to bring in kind of the, the, the viewer and the audience into the experience and giving them a visceral, visceral experience, you know, we needed to be able to show how the divers did what they did. Well, do you, do you reach out to Rick Stanton first or, or John? How do you say his John Volland then? I mean, how, do you reach out to them? Did they begin to sort of unfold the story for you, Chai? Well, Mike, it was a very complicated right situation, mostly because there were a lot of Hollywood studios that wanted to make the fiction film versions yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And the non, it's like kind of foreign to nonfiction, but like the nonfiction rights, like were kind of wrapped up in those life rights. So it was fractured to begin with, where one studio owned like the children and the family's life rights. And another one like had acquired like the life rights of the divers. So we we understood the constraints of the lane we were in. Okay. And you know, like kind of very grateful that like these guys, like I mean, it, it was very it, it was common knowledge they were volunteers. They, you know, they're weekend warriors, they're not professionals, they're not military, like and even our most elite special forces from the tiny Navy SEALs to the American PJs like couldn't affect this rescue because it's such a specific talent yeah. um and skill it's not a talent it's a skill um or craft so we so yes we were enticed very much by like the larger ideas but also by these like i don't know stranger than fiction characters that we kind of like i mean what's the difference between a filmmaker and like a cave diver i don't know like we all like are going on a hope and a prayer and like like weird stuff um, and hope people like us for it, you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, we're introduced into this amazing world of cave divers through people like Rick and John, something I had never heard of. And I, I, I would be absolutely terrified to even consider doing something like this. I think that, I mean, that's, that's a very, very sane response. And like, I highly support that. <laughs> and imagine, but nonetheless, um, and it is without them, without the work of John and Rick and so many others, and, and as you allude to in the film, and we see it in real life, how there are hundreds upon hundreds of people who get involved with this. And just to recap a little bit, 12 children and their coach, uh, their, their soccer team, they wander into this cave. Apparently, they've been there before or they're familiar enough with it, so they explore it and they're trapped. They're trapped by rising water. And they and that that's how the story, the international story begins. But this idea that these men were willing to step forward along with so many others, but they're they're really for me the kind of the emotional core of the film is the work of these volunteer cave divers. And how at the end of the day, if there was going to be a solution, it was probably going to come from them. I, I just, it's an amazing, it's just so amazing on so many levels. And I don't want to go too far down the road of explaining too much because this is a film that reveals itself in so many different ways, but what were the challenges? What were the biggest challenges you had in, in terms of introducing all these different elements? We've got the divers, we've got the kids, we've got the, the Thai government, the people of Thailand who are, Jimmy, how, how do you sort of begin to kind of pull all of these different um, threads 
together into a story? I mean, I think when China were together, it's we sometimes we're, we're looking at very different things. Um, you know, there was that kind of forensic research aspect of it, but it's always you know, everything that we do is in service of the truth in the story, right? It's like we're held to journalistic standards and um, which is a good thing. And so really building out the story, like finding out what happened and understanding the scope and the scale and who contributed and what they did, you know, building that baseline, you know, obviously really helps inform uh, you know, how we structure the story and how we tell the story and which characters, you know, come to play in the film. Um, but, you know, it was very complicated and there were, were a lot of points of view and there's so many, the story is so rich. Like, I don't want to say too rich, too rich. but I mean, there's stuff sausage. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, it's just like, there's so much to tell. Um, and then you have to make some hard choices, uh, not as hard as the, not as hard choices as the divers have to make. But, you know, I mean, I think we, we really wanted to get to the um, core of the story and, and what we wanted to yeah. get across. Yeah, uh, the, I guess how this differs for me I, in terms of Maru and um, as well as Free Solo is this wasn't your story. It wasn't something that you you came up with, and you had the all the different advantages that go along with this. So I just want to impress upon the people who are listening to us just how seamless these different elements are brought together in the film, and um, how it's an emotionally compelling film. It's just on so many different levels. You can relate to the parents who are waiting for, hoping that their children are going to get out. These divers who are risking their lives in some ways, in ways they don't even quite know the dangers that lurk ahead for them, which is just, again, another amazing thing about all of this and, and, and how we get to know them. You, you've always done that well. In, on your films, you, you, you are your ability to pull us into these individuals' lives and to understand them is just such a gift. And I, I just, uh, I don't have a question. I just want to compliment you on your ability. And this is on a grand scale. This is on a multi-leveled scale that you're able to do all of those things. Um, what have you learned in terms of these last three films, in terms of going from Maru to the rescue as filmmakers? Chai, what are the sort of elements that you take forward after an experience like this? Well, Mike, um, so as you know, Jibby and I have really different, we came from this all from different backgrounds. So yeah. this is my eighth documentary feature. Um, and I started making films out of college. And we're very different types of storytellers. Like Jimmy has this amazing visual story like background before we began making our three films together. And um, the lesson from this film, I mean, I think every film you learn a bunch and you're always humbled. It's always like you're handed like, you like break your movie and then you hope you can rebuild yourself up and like you fail daily and like you just hope it's not too humiliating. For this, this one was personal. Like it just was incredibly personal, probably because we're living through a pandemic, probably because, you know, we all, especially in that pandemic, like are hoping somehow manifest our best selves. Like, like what is a life worth living? Like, are we doing the right thing? Like life could, like the world could end tomorrow, but like, are we doing 
what is fulfilling. And at its core, like the story really is about like these misfits who didn't really fit in. So they found refuge and power and self-worth in this very obscure subculture. And then because of this rescue, they were the only people in the world who could do it. And they made the right decisions. Like they made like the moral decision. They made the gracious decision, the generous decision. Um, and with, so we all now only, can compare them. Like we can all appreciate them. To lose. No, I mean, they only have things like Dr. Yeah. Harris is the best example. It's like, <laughs> like he'd be the guy, he's the, his wife put it really well, not in the film. It was like, yeah. oh no, Harry, you're going to be the guy who will never be allowed. Like who, who's going to let you anesthetize them when you're the anesthesiologist who killed the kids? Yeah. I mean, it, it no, and they had everything to lose, you know, but it was like their best selves. And like, you know, I don't know. And I think mm -hmm. it's also, you know, when you have a big story like this, it carries a lot of like big responsibility. <laughs> um, and so that that's what, you know, pushes you to, you know, work really hard at, at trying to make the best film that you can. It's it's. Which I mean, I kind of have an argument because I would say every film like pushes you to be the yeah. best film and like you always feel like immense responsibility towards your participants, which he agrees with, but just, yeah. 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 Well, mean, this one, this is a story so, that- so highly visible too. Yeah. So, you know, it comes with a certain level of pressure yeah. um, to get it right. But yeah, no, it's true. I mean, everything that we do, you know, we pride ourselves in like the craft of the film and, and trying to make the most well-crafted film that we can. Yeah. That's, you know, true to the the heart of of these stories. And like we'll go on to make another film maybe, like if we're lucky. But like everyone who participates in these films are living with it forever, right? Like right. And, that, and that's the thing that's like trick like it's very I don't know, it's like perilous. It's like the thing that like keeps us up at night. The film is uh being um put out to the world by National Geographic. It's going to be in theaters on October 8th. Be looking for this film. Uh, it'll, it'll blow you away. It really does. It's just a really, it's, and it's an immersive experience. And on, on top of all of the other little pulling apart the relationships and the interviews and all the different things, it's a very immersive film. I cannot imagine. There's one scene in particular, I think you'll know what I'm talking about, where that one guy is trying to force his way into this tiny little yeah. <laughs> it's like your worst nightmare I know, honestly it's something you would wake up in the middle of the night screaming if this actually <laughs> dreamt this and uh i mean the courage of these people across the board so many people were, were courageous in this endeavor but um but people october 8th be looking for this and there's a you used a so you said something and that I just read and generosity is the beginning of everything and I think it's the generosity of the people in this film it's the generosity of spirit that we see in your films as well. So oh, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you so <laughs> namaste right. Thank you so much for for this uh, the the rescue and. Uh, I look forward uh, wherever and however it happens to another conversation with you on your work and uh, to both of you, Chai Vassarelli, as, as well as Jimmy Chin. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. 
You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.